trapped emotions you've heard me talk a lot about the fact that physical chemical and emotional stress the body doesn't know the difference but it can be the very thing that turns on a gene which i call perfect storm and typically it's not just one of these stressors we need to identify all well this guest helps us do that with a very unique I boil it down to two things that we can do in this area. I always say I'm not the expert in this area, but this one is, and wait till you hear her story, and let's take a deeper dive into our trapped emotions. Check it out. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Cellular Healing TV. I'm Ashley Smith, and today we welcome energy medicine practitioner Bobby Vogel, who is here to expose the truth about emotional wounds, which are trapped within the body and can turn into physical illness. When healing the body, it's important to address the emotional as well as the physical parts that are wounded. And I'm here. I'm excited to hear how Bobby addresses this. So let's get started and welcome Bobby Vogel Thank and of course, you. Dr. Pompa to the show. Welcome both of you. Thank you. Yeah, no. So Aaron Smith, one of my favorite people in the world <laughs> says, you have to interview Bobby. You have to interview Bobby. She was one of my best interviews for the summit uh, that Aaron amazing. did. Amazing. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, look, I, I say this all the time, you know, I, you know, physical, chemical or emotional traumas can cause an epigenetic trigger, turn on a gene, and now we're expressing a thyroid condition, an autoimmune condition, um, weight loss resistance, hormone problems. And it is this perfect storm of stressors that creates that trigger. How do I know? It happened to me and I coach thousands of people and doctors and this is how it happens. Problem is, I have become an expert, started with my own battle and then teaching doctors in the removing the chemical triggers that will epigenetically turn on genes. However, I will stay in my lane. I recognize that trapped emotions are also fill the stress bucket, as I say. That stress bucket can be filled with physical traumas, chemical traumas, as I'm really good at removing, and these emotional traumas, trapped emotions. So Bobby, let's start here. How did you get so involved in this? I wanna hear your story. Okay. And then we can move into, you know, how do emotions trap in the body? I get a chemical, Dr. Pavo, they come in, they store, but emotions, really? We're going to tackle that first, but how did you get into this? So um, I'll bottom line my story. Uh, so I moved uh, from the Bay Area to uh, Venice Beach, California about five years ago now, maybe five and a half. And I was a top producing realtor in the Bay Area. I, you know, I'd always wanted to live in, in Southern California near the beach. So I... Um, I started working with an investor who got into contract on five flips in Southern California. So I was waiting for $225,000 worth of commissions, right? And she was all cash. Da, da, da. So I thought what better time to go because I was recovering from, you know, painful divorce and things like that. So I wanted to start over. And I also had adopted a little boy who's now 18. Um, 
from San Francisco County who, because of his birth circumstances and, and things, left him and then uh, neglect in, in um, foster care for his first 14 months, left him with a lot of um, beha tough behaviors. Mm -hmm. So he was in a high care facility in um, Northern California and I had him transferred to Southern California and within three weeks of me uh, three days of me moving that woman canceled her contracts the bottom fell out of that my son and I kept struggling struggling tr you know to to revive my business where I was everybody knew me in Oakland and, and Alameda and nobody knew me in Southern California my, my parents were both you know passed away no family then the facility booted my son out just be for non-payment you know the san francisco refused to pay and i was then left with a child who needed more than i would was able to i'm not trained and more than i could give but um so he was had to be home a lot and and one thing led to another and i ended up um losing everything little you know in this short period of time oh. and i um it i got to a place where i wanted to leave i was ready to, to wave the, the flag leave the planet i was terrified been there myself <laughs> yeah and I and I literally had a plan, and I had a sheriff sticker on the door for an eviction. I had to turn in my Mercedes Benz in the Ross parking lot. I I was having very little money to eat, and um, somebody led me to Agape, this non-denominational church. I don't know if you've heard about it, but I was literally 24 hours from following through with my plan to leave, you know, my physical body. And somebody wow. said, you got to go to Agape. Have you ever heard of it? And I said, no. And I didn't really care because of the space that I was in. I was already crying to God, right? Like every day, at least I was like, somehow I knew enough to know to start like crying my eyes out to God, wow. <laughs> even though I kind of almost don't even know where it came from, but I was stripped of everything but faith. Mm. And that's what started showing up is like, please help me. Like it almost makes me want to cry because it's mm. like, what did I do? That am I this bad? <laughs> my, you know, like, I'm sorry. Or like, what did it, but then I started hearing myself say, what did I say I would do? What did I say I would heal? It's not that I don't want to do it. I just don't know what it is. Help me. Yeah. Please help me because I am, I'm sorry, but I'm reneging on my agreement. I'm going to check out. And I, and I would say these things out loud. And then, so, and then this woman shows up out of nowhere, the person I knew from Chicago 20 years prior and asked me about agape and I was like no haven't heard of it sounds like a good restaurant you know I thought <laughs> I thought it was a restaurant and she said it no it's like a good restaurant yeah because <laughs> you know I didn't care and I certainly couldn't eat there um at the time with no money so I went home and we were on our last days in the apartment that you know I'd gone from a homeowner to living in an apartment and 
I woke up Sunday morning and my plan was to leave Monday, leave, you know, the planet on Monday. And I woke up and I opened up my laptop and I, for some reason, Googled Agape. And I said to my son, get in the car, we're going. I literally threw on t-shirt shorts and mm. I said, I'm, I'm going. Cause I had been asking, begging for guidance and help. And I went to Agape, my hair stands and we were late, you know, so I sat in the back row. My son sat begrudgingly next to me. And within minutes, I found myself with my head in my hands with, tears pouring mm. down my face and do you remember the message that was spoken i don't remember them yeah. it wasn't it was the it because i knew i started crying because i was like oh literally oh my god is speaking to me mm. because it was my thoughts it was my plan it was things that i had said to myself literally that morning it was where i felt I was in my life and had been, like everything and I couldn't even raise my head and I was crying from gratitude and joy mm. I no longer was crying from fear and and because the love that I felt in in that moment when I knew okay it's God just grabbed me by the back of my shirt mm -hmm. and said she's had enough <laughs> it's like brings tears to my eyes because I will never forget that moment. And I walked out of there feeling more love than I'd ever felt in my life because I knew I wasn't alone. I could never again say that I was alone and not divinely guided mm. because I understood it so clearly. And I walked out of there for the first time in a long time with my head up. I didn't know who Michael Beckwith was. I had no idea he was such a big deal. <laughs> so uh, I found, I walked out and I saw him leaving and I said, Michael, and you know, his security people, because I just started walking towards him because I didn't know why not, you know? And I said to him, you saved my life today. And <laughs> And he just hugged me and he, and he walked away and that I never went, even though things seemingly got worse for me, of course, I had to leave the apartment. I, you know, I ended up living in garages, not being able to, you know, I still wasn't scared. Mm -hmm. I still knew and I still kept saying, please just keep guiding me guide me guide you know and things my son subs you know went to juvenile detention after that you know all kinds of things but i began to walk up and down venice beach with a journal every day and go sit and pray and meditate on the same lifeguard station and watched miracles well what you think is a miracle it's just what's possible unfold mm. And then I was led one thing, you know, it's a long story, but like one step at a time. I didn't jump from that to being a healer. I had right. to stay in faith. Yeah, exactly. You know, and that's where I knew everything began with faith, which is why my 
my mission is, you know, redefining faith, healing, life, and purpose, because I walk the path. You know, I know that having unwavering faith that you're divinely guided every second of every day leads you to healing. And when you heal the emotional wounds, which we'll talk about, when you start healing and you start teaching yourself how to love yourself because mm -hmm. if you're so you can't not do it when you feel the love of spirit god angels show up i mean it's incredible you start learning i i'm worth loving well, look, when you when you have that uh, true understanding that god created you created you with a purpose uh, it's a lot easier to love yourself. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I well, mean, I'd like to. I'd like to speak to to that too because of my the work that I do is along those lines. And you know, and so long story short, I got led to this class, this way of connecting with my own gifts, and I immediately knew, oh wow, this is how you communicate with me. Yeah, you know what, look, I, I believe everybody has those God-given gifts because he created us all. Whether yeah. you know him or not, you still have those gifts. You know, but you know, we both had an encounter where we, we knew him, right? My, my life was easy growing up. I had a great life growing up, honestly, except for my dyslexia, which still created wounds, trapped um, emotions, yeah. by the way, because mm -hmm. I couldn't read and I labeled myself as a dumbass, so to speak, or at least somebody labeled me that and I bought yep. into it. Yep. But other than that, it was no problems in my life until about 1990, you know, I you know, had this great job and career that ended. And so like you, I was at this crossroads. Well, God saved my butt. Yep. And like you, I, you know, literally became saved at that moment, realized everything that you realized you know, and then here's the thing, God walked me through a process. And then yeah. 10 years later is when I got sick around 1999, 2000, went through that only years later to go through another. But the point is this, you know, we went through this horrible court battle when we had, uh, took on the kids and, you know, horrible stuff. But each one of those were lessons and each one got easier and easier to respond correctly. Okay, Lord. What do you want to teach me? Yeah. You know, and you know, each one has made me who I needed to be to serve ultimately him, ultimately to serve people, you know, the what he designed me for. So I can't boast of any of it, any of it, because right. God walked me through it and like you. Right. And I, you know, completely. And what I know in my work is um, you know, the the faith healing and then, you know why am I here? Right? Because once you start healing, as you said, you start caring about your life and being more invested in your life. And when you're invested in your life, you start asking, why am I here? Right? What, what if I survived all these things, there must be a reason why I'm here. What is it? And all you have to do is ask, right? And I don't, you know, from what I understand, and so pain to purpose, right? So when we look at, it's the same thing with, and, you know, I think we're probably saying the same thing, but what I know in, in my work with spirit and, and God is that we do, before we come in, we come in with wounds and the wounds are meant 
to teach us not uh, put it, they're not a, a, a way to hurt us. We actually want to heal these wounds because then we transcend, our soul transcends, we vibrate. And what, and what you're saying is it's, the Bible talks about four generations. Sin is inherited mm -hmm. four generations. Traumas, four generations. And I can bring the science in, and then you can, you know, bring, you know, what you bring to get everyone to understand how these emotions are in fact trapped. Right. They're literally epigenetically. So again, chemical, I can speak yeah. from an expert. Uh, there was a Duke University study where they gave two identical twin mice, right? So same DNA, boys, you know, boys and girls, brothers and sisters, two groups. They exposed one group to a toxin and it triggered a gene called an agouti gene. They became overweight, thyroid issues, the whole thing. Mm -hmm. Their environments were the same. Same DNA, brothers and sisters separated, right? right. This group, fine. This group triggered the gene. Here was the point I want to make. The next generation, without being exposed to the trauma, this one was a chemical trauma, was born with the same health conditions, the inability to lose weight, the thyroid condition, that would have gone generationally. However, now they intervened. They gave certain things that can turn off that gene that was triggered, and therefore the next generation wasn't born doomed. Mm -hmm. So the same thing happens, and I'll let you bring the understanding to it, is same thing happen can happen with emotions, trapped emotions and traumas. Go ahead. Yeah, because so... Um, the density, you know, just like with you're bringing in science. So this, this mm -hmm. is like, this is science. There's curling, you know, photography where you can cut a leaf in half. And with this photography, you'll still see the whole leaf because it's an energy body. So we are energy bodies. And yeah, oh, by the way, to your point, if you get a leg chopped off, your brain still thinks the leg is there and you have pain if there yeah. was great pain. Yeah. Yeah. So anyways, go ahead. The phantom, right. Yeah. Be, because I think people call it the phantom leg around, but because there's not a clear, well, we're becoming more clear on this, but we are, that's why my practice is etheric. It's the, it's the energy body. And that is, you know, our physical body is a vehicle, right? And if we, and these, these emotional wounds and toxins, like you, you know, and whatever they come into our energy body first. And unless we start clearing and healing and taking care of ourselves in all the way that you're talking about, and we tend to those emotional wounds and we, we start, they start stagnating the energy, our energy starts stagnating and then stagnation left uncleared turns to density, toxic density. Right. And so in my work, I am able, and then the toxic density in our energy body duplicates into our physical body if left, you know, unattended long enough. And then we have a Western medicine illness or mm. we have, you know, pain and an autoimmune. Like I, every single person, every client I've had that has anxiety has autoimmune. Mm -hmm. some form of autoimmune because it's it's a it's a firing of your electrical system like this when you're quivering like this there's no flow it's just that nobody believes that because they can't see it 
and we're so used to needing the proof, the visual proof, that we don't understand that it's still happening in our bodies. So all these emotional wounds and traumas are, are there to serve, you know, to bring us to heal our yeah. emotional wounds. So and, mm -hmm. I want to draw this because you said it so well, right? Okay, so here we have, we have physical, <laughs> chemical, and emotional stressors, right? Yeah. That come in and this affects us right but now let me let me do it this way let me take the person out and just make a single cell okay well this person is made up of you know 70 trillion of these but in that cell is our dna so these pressures so to speak all three they will affect our cell and by the way they actually vibrate yep. Even thoughts vibrate with these yep. little receptors and they change our DNA for better or for worse. Now, that DNA gets affected and it makes proteins. So I'll just write protein. Okay, proteins are our hormones. Proteins are our physical, we are our proteins. So then we become this person <laughs> for better or for worse. My pen's running out. Okay, that's a person down there. Yeah. <laughs> so the point is, is physical, chemical, emotional traumas affect our DNA, change our DNA and then makes certain different proteins and makes this person for better or for worse. You and I, because of these, became a worse version of ourselves. <laughs> now, Bobby, through your work, yeah. you know, and through my work, we have learned to change the DNA, change the proteins that we're creating, and change this. Right. And we become a new person. Right. That's what we're talking yeah. about. There's science to this. Yes, there's totally science. <laughs> and I know people look at, you know, think that this is all woo-woo because I do say I'm divinely guided. I am spirit taught, right? So, and all the things that I learned, like I was, I'm an ex-paramedic, right? So I do have a lot of, um, you know, idea about the, the physical body and illnesses and trauma and all these things. And so... I know for a fact, because spirit has told me and taught me, I haven't read it in any book, I am guided and I can see. So see the toxins and the density for me, I can tune in and I can see where the density resides in the, in the, in the body, energetic and physical. And sometimes you know, our physical body's knocked off, our, our energy body is actually knocked off, off center and off from traumas. Mm -hmm. And, you know, so when we go, when we go and we're, we think our first thing we think is like, let's cut it out. Let's go get surgery. Let me take a pill. It, it, it surgery, even though I, what we need to work hand in hand western medicine all of us because we all need some something and we are uniquely ourselves energetically and on a soul level we, we need a different recipe all of us but if we if we cut it out the the density what i call density illness out of the physical body it does nothing to clear it from the energy body hmm. so it's still there True. And so it's, it's, it's left there and it's going to duplicate itself again. And the whole huh. point in 
our body letting us know, hey, I need something, is, 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 is illness and pain is telling us we need to heal. We don't need to medicate our pain or take another toxin that's going to create a stressor on what's already stressed. And, you know, and in our electrical system, I've also been, this is, it's crazy. One of the things that Spirit taught as I was working with an acupuncturist is like all of a sudden and seeing, and I have a picture somewhere here. It's funny you drew that stick picture. You're going to laugh. Um, when I was first shown in the energy body meridians with this cancer, this lymph cancer patient, all of a sudden I heard sit down and tune in. So I did, I tuned in. And as the acupuncturist put in her needles, I could see blue balls lighting up. And that, I didn't study that. I didn't be, I didn't ask to be given that gift it's just it's what spirit needed me to have and see and understand that we are this is very important that our electrical system in our energy body is also functioning right it's just so the analogy that i was you know that it, that i was given is if you're going to go buy a new house and the realtor turns on the lights, you walk in the house and she turns on the lights and the, and the lights are flickering. Wouldn't you say, we better get an electrician in here. Clearly there's something wrong with the wiring mm -hmm. or something. I don't know, I'm not an electrician, right? So let me go find somebody. Right. And because we can see the physical manifestation of the problem, but when it's happening in our energy body, we can't see it, so mm -hmm. we ignore it. Yeah, no, or we have a headache, uh, we have brain fog, low energy. Okay, you can drink coffee, that'll help for a moment. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, I mean, you could take a stimulant, uh, right. whatever it is, right? There's many, that'll help for the moment. Uh, headache, aspirin, Tylenol, I've it'll help for the moment. You know, you can take out a cancerous tumor, it'll help for the moment. moment. But there is something else upstream and it could just be trapped emotions. So you kind of explained it, you know, how trapped emotions get trapped. I mean, they literally are said to be trapped in our DNA and in, into our cells and it creates these densities as you see them and, you know, know that they're there and then dysfunction follows. I guess the next question is, um, if they're trapped, what do we do? Well, it all goes back, you know, so first we have to have faith that, and this is what I know, and, and it's, is that we come in with wounds, as, you know, that we agree upon because when we heal the wounds, I'll say it again, so it makes sense. When we heal those wounds, we understand in our highest level consciousness when we're before God and our guides that when we heal the wounds, our soul transcends, our vibration changes, because we are, you talked about vibration, our vibration changes, which changes the vibration all around us, which will change the vibration of the world, which is obviously what we're in need of. And so we, we, we have to take on these wounds and a life purpose that we 
stand before God and are excited to serve the purpose. We go ahead. No, I, I love what you're saying, but okay. I, I, I and, and let's let's build on this, okay? So yeah. um I, I'm trying to get I'm always thinking of my viewer, right? Um yeah. you know, trying to get them to understand. So you were careful about your words when you said yeah. we agree upon these things that were given to us. So, you know, are, are they identities? Like meaning that, or we're born with certain things, right? That well, let me explain. Express themselves that identity. Yeah. So a, a good example, I, let, I use myself as an example because this is what I know because I watch it in my sessions and, and I know it for myself. So I'm adopted for instance, okay? So I have the wound of abandonment, okay? Uh. Or I had. <laughs> and so this is one of the things, and I chose a lot of wounds because I, I consider myself, I, and I, I do now, and I did then, I consider myself strong enough to overcome, and I was excited about it. And this is, this is, this is before we're in our human wounded brains right our human i forget i have amnesia that i'm brilliant and high vibrating and i'm you know working on behalf of god and loved and all these things so on the other side i decide okay i'm going to put abandonment in my basket for this is a cute analogy that i was given and one of the wounds i'm going to put there so then I decide that and another soul who's not yet my birth mother says in order to be in service to your soul and its transcendence, and this is all under the supervision of God and, and spirit and, and in order to be in service to your soul, I will come in and abandon you so that the, because I can't heal the wound of abandonment without it being created. Right. And so I say, thank you so much. Like what a service to me that you'd be willing to create your own pain on my behalf. Right. You know, because you're giving a child up then my guides, because we are assigned guides to come and be with us. Of course, God's always overseeing everything, but we have our unique to us guides who, who commits and, say, and hold all the information for us, all our wounds, all our agreements, all our trauma, our life purpose, the tools that we need in order to serve that life purpose. We have it all. And they say, hey, you're going to forget who you are when you get in there in your human body and your brain. And you're going to forget that you wanted to take on a lot of these wounds in order for your soul to transcend. I mean, you have so much faith in yourself now as we do, but you're going to forget that. And we're here to remind you when it's time to remind you, we're going to start waking you up. Now, whether that's going to be through physical illness, uh, divorce, you know, whatever it is, whatever, pain it needs to be created in order to start waking us up is what's going to happen and it's not to punish us this is not to punish us this is in service to us because we ask survival I, I mean you know look god created us with an innate intelligence that means body that's smart right. right to survive it will say hey your toe hurts 
you know, your toe hurts, your toe hurts. You look at your toe, you look at your toe and there's a splinter in it. You pull out the splinter and you go, oh, <laughs> thank God I had that. Or, uh, you know, you lean on the stove, you burn yourself as a child. Right. And the protection mechanism says, don't do that anymore. And you don't, right? <laughs> so the point is, is pain is part of a protection. It's part yeah. of survival. And it's part of making us better. Right. Like the kid doesn't do, lean on the stove anymore, right? You know, it makes us better. There's a learning in every pain. So right, that's right. what I said, you know, as I entered into a new hardship, then I start asking myself a different, okay, God, what, what do you want to show me? You know, I, I think in, you know, one of the things that we both hit on this is that we are given these things, right? That we can buy into or not, you know, yes, a, adopted child, can have abandonment issues and, and people give us that right so you're a child you're oh you don't have parents right oh you're an orphan i mean right. you know, i have two adopted kids right uh -huh. those things were always there was sort of nice. spoken to those kids and of course the human brain is you know attaching identities and then later in life we have to realize that wait a minute you know i have to perceive myself the way god perceives me you know, God doesn't perceive you as abandoned or as an orphan. No, he perceives you with the gifts that he created you with. In the moment, and, and Bobby, this is what I learned in my life. The moment I perceive myself the way God does, that's when I'm able to transform more lives. That's mm -hmm. when I'm able to go to a higher level of consciousness of, you know, who I am, who he's created me to be, and therefore effectiveness, you know, happier, you know, because we're functioning in the gift God gave us. But Unfortunately, we have to go through our life and look at these identities that are given to us, oftentimes by people who love us, our parents, teachers, perhaps they don't, it's unknown. They're all, I mean, and, like and all, yeah, I'll, sorry, but they yeah. just popped in because ultimately those are emotional wounds. Yeah, it doesn't exactly. matter, you know, because they're being created for a reason. And, and, and if we, and, and knowing that like we buy in to, other people's opinions of us yeah. or labels of us or any of those things is that's when you're out of faith see so it's like i when that goes back to knowing when i knew and i said what did i sign up for why am i here because there because i had a pretty hard you know childhood and and then made it through some other you know all the things that i described and i was just like okay, why am I here? Lead me to what did I, I want to be in service. And I literally every day I say, and when I do my breathing exercise, which we'll talk about, because this is a very, this is a pertinent um, thing to be doing. I say, who can I help and how can I help them? So Show you're making a choice. I'm out in service to God. I, I, that's all I care about. And, and, and I know that God wants people to heal so that they can also know who they are at core. And that's I, the key. See, that's what I'm talking about. Identity. The moment yeah. you perceive yourself the way God perceives you through the gifts, the purpose you're called to the moment you transform and reframing. Okay. Look at your childhood. Look at mine. Um, great parents, great sisters, great family, right? You know, no real traumas, dyslexia, labeled 
dumbass, you know, couldn't read Retard, till seventh grade, um, right? Yeah, read, whatever it was, rode the short bus, you know, okay, developed patterns to deal with it. You know, I mean, and not good ones, okay? <laughs> so, you know, those patterns, you know, as an adult became more destructive, right? So this is one trauma. No, the, the point I'm making, there's people watching this who had, you know, sexual abuse, you know, this, that. So my point is we all have them. But here's the thing, we, we can attach these identities or we can use these things to realize, I know this now, my dyslexia was the greatest gift ever. Unfortunately, it took yeah. me you know, to an adult later on to realize that it made me who I am today. Matter of fact, I can memorize things, you know, because of what I adapted to that. And I needed that to read literature to do. To, That's a gift. Yeah, exactly. You were, you know, abandonment. Well, look, you wouldn't even be here if it wasn't for those traumas. So I think we have to reframe our yeah. perspective. And again, the identities, the traumas, the things we've had and realize we all needed it. You know, maybe, you know, Jim needed more than me or less, or I don't know, but we all have them in all of these things. You know, yes, they lead to identity, but it's still up to us to, to recreate the identity and God allowed them for a reason. So we can be a, of service. Right. And here, and that's perfect because the next problem we get into then is that many people prefer to stay in victimization that's right it's, and it's survival it's survival well it well it's survive this is and i'm just speaking but, to my work and what i know i'm not you know it's just because what i find with people who cling to their wounds and they cling to the identity that they've created for themselves around their wounds when I get in session with them, you know, spirit is like, they want to no, but you don't understand what I've been through. You don't understand, you know, and it's like, they want to convince me to look at them as though they're powerless and that you'll never get me to get on board with telling anyone, no matter who they are, that they're powerless, turn the pain into power. It's right. a victimization is a low vibration and it's not serving anyone to constantly relive and stay in the the woundedness is like it hasn't taken you down don't let it start taking Look, power. You know, people people do things to just survive in that moment right whether it's cocaine yeah alcohol now they're not serving you long term right it's just like this oh i have to deal Right. And so people get in that mode that you just described because, okay, I'm protecting myself. Mm, well, you think you are, but you're actually creating a life of destruction. Yeah. And what you're saying is if you can get them to wake up to the fact that you're not powerless because you put yourself in a powerless position of some weird protection mode, but the moment you can break them out of that the moment they break yeah. free. Am I saying that correctly? Yes, which is why my whole, I don't know if you want to call it a platform, whatever it is, but my whole path in my, is faith, again, faith, healing, because you can't, you can't go anywhere on the game board, if, if that's the analogy I was just shown, you can't go anywhere on it without starting at faith. 
and you have and 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 faith like it no matter who you are if you're in a body on the planet you're powerful because you're under the watch of and guidance of spirit god and you're here on a mission there isn't one of us that isn't and so your mission is not to be victimized for the rest of your life about these painful experiences no one's then that's not said without compassion but you can't stay there no, right? no, because exactly. they were created to empower you to heal because then if you don't heal yourself via faith and being led through your healing and knowing that you are being divinely guided and led then you won't ever get to experience faith in that way well, you know the, the faith starts you know look you know god created us all with a purpose rick warren wrote the number one selling book was a purpose-driven life and you know we all have a purpose we all have you know we were created by god with it uh and it's really a, a matter of having that faith that god yeah. in fact created you and he has a plan for your life and my faith is in jesus and what he's done for me and my sinful nature you know, this is a great story, and there's a great book that transformed me in this area called When David Perceived He Was King. You know, the, the story of David, first of all, he was a sinner, and God looked at him as a man after his own heart, right? So, you know, and, but David struggled, and you have to understand, he was the son of Jesse, uh, and he was the eighth child, uh, the youngest. He was a bastardized child, and when Samuel came to anoint the next king of Israel, of course, Jesse brought out his oldest son, not him, his next, not him, not him, not him. He said, I don't have any more. Oh, wait, maybe David. So he didn't even look at David as his own son. So David had an identity, abandonment, right? His brothers abandoned, I mean, all of it. And David was anointed. Now, David just didn't become this king of Israel. Oh, no, he struggled in those identities throughout his life and career. And he he made shambles of being the king of uh, Israel, and he made shambles of Israel and himself and his life and more sinful issues. You know, but when David perceived finally who he was, who God created him to be, no different than us, not only did David's life change, but David changed the nation of Israel. Beyond that, David changed the earth because through David's lineage, God knew exactly what he was doing. You know, yeah. came Jesus, came the Savior, came, uh, you know, us. I mean, just David, but, but David had to perceive what he was called to, just like we do. No different than David. I, the moment we perceive what God has done for us, created in us, boom, our lives change. Yeah. And I mean, so the, the whole story you just told is that he went, he had to believe all those those negative things about himself until he because he was being brought to purpose That's right and and if and if and if we come in and we are told and we we're like we get here in our human brains we're like hey don't worry about any of this stuff that's going on because it's all it's all just going to lead you to your thing so blow it off we wouldn't be who we are no. We, there wouldn't be faith. That's it. 
right? There wouldn't be anything. So all of the things that happen, whether we're perceived as sinners or this or, you know, all the other things and the pain that we have and the pain that we've created. And if that means something and oh my God, you know, all the things, what would, what I'm trying to help people understand is that even if you've experienced all those things, there's a reason. Absolutely. Start asking God for God, like, what is the reason? Because I know every single painful thing along with the good things, but painful things experienced that I've ever had in my life are one of my tools today. Me too. Me too. I couldn't and, be who with, I am today. Nope. And without having gone through all of it, I wouldn't be standing where I am. I wouldn't be here either. So again, we've chosen to look at our adversities, our challenges, and, and we've realized that it's the very things we needed to be here. So those listening, look at your challenges, your current circumstances, your past. One of the things, Bobby, I love to do is make people go through a timeline and look back at different ages and when were identities given to you, when were things happened? Because, you know, and I'll tell you the areas to dig in are when you overreact to certain things. Where's the root? Why do you overreact? What emotion are you? Yeah. But then we have to look back at those things and those traumas and identities, you know, and then we can bring them to our conscious mind. And then we can consciously choose and realize I needed that, you know, I mean, whether it's this, Thank that, you. you know, and again, I, I, I know we can all say, yeah, but what you're saying, Dr. Papa, that I needed to be physically raped. Look, I, I you know, not my battle, right? I you know, get this. I get the same. But, but what I'm saying is you have a choice to become stronger from that or weaker my point is make a conscious decision to become stronger. And by the way, I'll, I'll say this, just maybe you have a bigger heart because of it. Just maybe is now the time, now you can identify with other people's traumas because of that. Just maybe that you just are a more effective person because you just have a deeper yes. love because of, I think you get my point, right? I don't look I, that on anybody, but. No, I mean, and well, and it's a, it is something to say it is a, it is a truth because you know number one um i should say in my work uh most women that have some sexual abuse or rape and the things you're talking about they end up with utis um can uterus cancer uh inability to conceive children without any explanation why like because it's a density it, the wound is trapped the density of that wound has now c come into the from the energetic to the physical and 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 once I, i've had this experience with clients there's this woman came and there was no explanation she's a healthy you know 34 year old and they were trying 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 you know it's one of the one of the gifts that spirit has given me is to be able to just i just ask spirit what's going on here i don't need to guess anything i ask and i'm shown i'm told i'm guided to ask a few questions you know but then i can see and all of a sudden oh um 
did you have some miscarriages? Sure enough. Or did you have two, you know, whatever. And I'm guided through this thing. And then sure enough, she had a, you know, made a couple choices as a younger woman as well. And all the energy of um, the miscarriages and then, you know, a, an abortion that, that was trapped in there. And once they were, that, that was removed, she's about to have her second child. Yeah, see, removed. I, I mean, no kidding. Yeah. And, you know, this is the profound truth and, 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 and that, you know, we aren't being punished for anything, but we are, we need to be, we need to be responsible for our own, our own journey here and our own never never mind and i think um you know because this health you know this healing and this health and wellness is becoming kind of all the you know the rage um it does worry me a little bit because what i know is you know we we already come in with our our purpose and 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 the, and the gifts that we need they'll be unveiled as as we need them and you know you can think of it as like a tool bag or whatever and it concerns me that there's a lot of people out in this space now because it's popular that are um trying to do this work without the guidance of God hmm. and um, because number one I have so much respect for that guidance I have a real deep concern for people's healing hmm. and that um, pain can actually be created or we can injure someone with our own desire to be a healer, even if it's not our life path. Yeah, so true. Look, we're at the top of the show, you know, and I just okay. I want to bring something right to it. And uh, look, have faith that God created you with a purpose, you know, and it does start with faith. And faith. And number two, the other thing I heard you say was, you know, take the the trapped and traumas that we've had in our life, and instead of being powerless, empower them. Um, by knowing that it's exactly, you know, what we've needed to serve and the very purpose that God has for us. So, yeah. Bobby, thank you. And we'll put your website here um, and okay. you, know, you can give it now, but we'll put that up here. And I thank you for being on Cell TV. Thank you so much. Yeah, appreciate, appreciate you. it. Good to meet you. Mm -hmm. Likewise. <laughs> well, that's it for this week. I hope you enjoyed today's episode, which was brought to you by Fastonic Molecular Hydrogen. Please check it out at getfastonic.com. We'll be back next week and every Friday at 10 a.m. Eastern. We truly appreciate your support. You can always find us at cellularhealing.tv. And please remember to spread the love by liking, subscribing, giving an iTunes review, or sharing the show with anyone who may benefit from the information heard here. And as always, thanks for listening.